0: The podcast is part of the pod syndicate family for more criminally compelling
1: shows articles and conversations head to wearepodsyndicate.com. good afternoon good morning good evening and welcome people to f- episode 416 of film bastards i am one of your co hosts Matt foster and as ever i am joined by becky
0: foster hello everyone
1: and poopy pants mcgee and what do we have what do we have this week guys what do we have this week uh, we have reviews of The Green Knight. It's finally happened. It Woo! finally existed. Uh, we al- also have uh, The Many Saints of Newark, which Becky didn't watch. Um, um, sorry, uh, guys. Uh, and we have, we have other bits. We have some uh, um, what we've been watching uh, between us. Um, we... I think
0: we've all watched stuff separately. Well, obviously Ian has. It'd be weird if you came over and just watched films and then went all the way back to Wales.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yes it would be you're right you're <laughs> um,
0: quite welcome
1: I mean, yeah you're always welcome um, so yeah so we, we, we have we have those bits um, I think we have we have less than we normally do but that's because there's a lot of Bond stuff which you can uh, and Hellraiser stuff which you can catch over on our Patreon uh, feed there we've um, got a
0: bit of a week as just, well
1: haven't we we've got a bit of a week yeah just two dollars a month um, Ian has finally finished after two years has finally finished um, Ian's Guide to Bondage. Have you
0: really been doing that for two years? Over
1: two years, mate.
0: Fucking
1: hell. And we've started uh, another marathon uh, after completing the uh, Bastards Get Sparkly. Uh, We have Jesus Fucking Wept, the uh, Bastards Guide to the Hellraiser movies. I
0: think Guide's a bit bit generous.
1: Yeah, the Bastards.
0: Ruminations. Ruminations.
1: (laughs) Ruminations. (laughs) To the, uh, the the Hellraiser movies. Um, so yes, I head over to there. Uh, I'll, I'll finish up the show. a bit on here. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast, um, so you can find other uh, great podcasts over there, including his film Her Movie, Gingerbread Punter, Iron Sequel, Entertainment Landfill, uh, and Rewatch Project. Um, I'll cross there. Uh, also, you can find other bits of writing and stuff like that, which will be out up um, shortly because uh, we've people going from uh, the Pod Syndicate universe are uh, going to LFF, uh, and they'll be doing some. Bits on that.
0: Fucking nerds.
1: Yeah. Fucking nerds, but that's fucking nerds. That that's great. We love nerds.
2: We love nerds. We love nerds, nerds.
1: Um so uh, yeah. Um so we'll we we'll get into that. We've got trailers, we've got some questions, uh, and we've got other bits. Um what what news has happened, Ian? Uh I don't know. What news has happened? It's it seems a little bit everything seems a little bit sort of quiet at the moment. Things seem to be
2: Everything, yeah. everything
1: seems to be pushing towards the fact that that the Bond movie comes out, uh, as we record on Wednesday, comes out tomorrow. Um, and it, it's, everyone's very excited about that. And I think it's kind of, it's kind of cool that people are excited about that.
0: I think it's a bit bonkers that people are like, talking about who's going to be the next Bond before the last one's even come out.
1: I find it bonkers the names that keep coming up and it's a bit like, not you're not going to get these people are not going to sign up to what essentially is a decade. Mm. Um, and you know, does is, is, has has there ever been a generally established star? No, I
3: mean I was he wasn't an established movie star at the time. Was he not? No, not
4: no, nah, not really. I mean, it, it, it's. It's interesting because it's somebody who needs to be prepared to be locked into doing something for like 10 to 20 years and basically giving up like a year of their life, probably every two or three years to work on it. Mm. Um, And also, frankly, it can't be a big star because of the the, the salary they pull in. I mean, like Daniel Craig is obviously making some bank for these now but he wouldn't have necessarily have been for Casino Royale. But now he's literally a producer, not just an executive producer, but a producer on these films. So he, he has got a real interest there, you know, and it's like names are being bandied about and um, I th- it, it it will be interesting because, you know, Casino Royale was like a Bond origin tale when he was in his fucking mid thirties, mm. you know, and it, it it's like, could you do a bond who isn't necessarily like commander bond or anything before that? And you mix that shit up and go, go for someone in their mid twenties, even though, do you know what? To be fair, it might be, who who knows we in 24 hours time, I'll literally be in the cinema watching it, but who knows maybe by the end of it, Lashana Lynch is still 007. It's not going to happen. No, but God, could you imagine Piers Morgan watching it <laughs> and that happening? I don't he want was to. apparently
0: very upset about Daniel Craig's pink jacket last night.
4: I, that tweet was fucking incredible where yeah. it's like you're supposed to be like it's essentially you're supposed to be James Bond and people are like, no he's
1: not, he's Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, I, 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 I have a severe issue with the fact that People like Piers Morgan exist and Piers Morgan exists at the moment. So much of people's consciousness is because people give it the energy and oxygen. And the more that you feel that fire, the, ba- the, the bigger it's going to burn. If people just didn't pay attention mm. to it it, it, would, it, it would cease to exist. Like GB News. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I am very much, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching No Time to Die. with uh, that... But I am very much on the I kind of don't care who the next Bond is. But not in a I don't give a shit why why should I care or anything like that. I'm just like I know the people I don't want it to be. But I don't care who it is. And if it turns out to be one of those people I'll be a little bit like fair enough. And it's not because I don't like the people that that it's been bounded about to be. But it's just like I don't really want a Tom Hardy as Bond it it doesn't make sense to me it, if it had been cast seven or eight years ago, mm. yes but now it just feels a little I, bit like... I, see,
0: I want to see a Bond at the Academy movie, like at the MI6 Academy. Not
1: because this is what <laughs> this is a thing that leads into what Ian was saying mm. um, a couple of weeks ago about it with uh, Amazon acquiring MGM uh, is the idea that we could end up with a TV series that's called young bond or something like that i think
0: there's already like books called young bond isn't there
1: possibly yeah yeah charlie
4: charlie higson i think might have written some back in the day yeah so there the, the could not have
1: a tv series is that and they, they, they pass it on, on on that but yeah the, the, the thing is it's going to be interesting it's going to what they're going to do is they're going to i think they're going to wrap everything up and they're going to have literally a big Bond announcement thing, uh, probably in 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 sort of like February March 2020, probably around Oscars time when films are are a big thing and stuff like that. They'll do like a. They're always a big thing. But like, are are always around more in the the media and bits like that. They'll do like a an announcement of what the new Bond's going to be called and who is going to be the new Bond and who's directing it and then. and it's shooting, song. and they will literally just go bang mm. with all of this, and it'll be like a big event thing that they'll, they'll host. And why not? I'm very much in that phrase of, 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 of why not? I would
0: kind of like, and I know it's a bit reductive, but I kind of like it to be, because like, obviously like Dan Stevens and Henry Cavill keep getting bandied about, because they're very Bond-y anyway. I kind of like it to go back to being like, suave bonds.
1: You mean the bonds that you don't like?
0: I don't. I don't dislike the James Bonds in them, though. I don't dislike Roger Moore or Sean Connery as Bond. I just don't like the movies.
2: <sighs>
0: but I'd quite like it to go back to being like, Daniel Craig's. He's just a bit fucking scrappy, isn't he? And I just. Um... It.
4: It will be an early thirties man of color. Yep. Um. Who does not hold that much sway within the industry, but is definitely an up and comer. Yeah. Um, I think that precludes the likes of Daniel Kaluuya and Riz Ahmed. Um, Once an Oscar winner, once an Oscar nominee, they, I, they, I, I think they could have a lot of say or would want a lot of say because of the position they have rightly built for themselves yeah, and I don't think they would necessarily get it at least that first blush it won't be Tom Hardy no because like he's uh, it, I mean he's white for a start but also Venom is getting some decent that's actually really fucking entertaining vibes and he is creatively involved in those films now
1: and I yeah like like to the point of where if there is a where if there's a venom 3 it wouldn't surprise you if um hardy was directing yeah yes yeah yeah in all honesty yeah i could see that
4: uh, um, sure. yeah no i mean it's i i think bridgerton guy it will be it would be interesting i kind of feel like if it was this time last year that that could be that could well be the way that they go but i, I wouldn't I, be surprised
1: I know nothing about just quickly on the bridget guy no, I yeah, know nothing about him i don't even think i've seen anything with him in so he might be a really good actor he might be really charismatic and all of these things but i have never seen a single still of him at all in even if it's from bridgerton which is a period piece i i, I think um, I've never seen a single still of him where my brain doesn't automatically at the bottom right hand corner put the Burton menswear. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's, it, yeah, there, there is just that about him that, that he just exudes Burton menswear. I'm gonna,
4: like, the odds I'd get on this are insane.
3: Who? Put a British accent on Lakeith Stanfield. Don't we already have that guy? A British, the Keith Stanfield. Yeah, isn't he the guy who was
1: um, in Cruella? What's his name? Shit, what's his name? I can't remember his name. It's going to really
3: annoy me. Oh, hang
1: on.
4: Infra- he was in yesterday as well. Joel Fry? Yes.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Genuinely... Hang
0: on. He's not attractive
1: enough. No. Have you seen Bridget, uh, Bridget and Burton's menswear guy? He, people mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, but he's the, mo- he's the most people have been told he's attractive rather than him actually being
3: attractive.
4: Uh, oh. Dude, I, I, I don't know. Like Donna has told me on multiple occasions that
3: he's attractive.
1: He's just so very plain though, isn't he? He's so very Burton menswear.
0: <laughs> like the Kate Middleton of
1: men. He is like the Kate Middleton of men. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Joel. I I, I, I just there's something in the back of my mind that just thinks he could pull off Bond.
0: Who? The Fryman.
3: Yeah.
1: I also think Dev Patel could do it. I just don't think Dev Patel would want to do it. Wow. Yeah,
0: he does look great like Burton Menswear. Yeah, fuck me. I mean, don't because Burton Menswear gross. They should give it to Mike Flanagan's boy, but it's too old.
1: Rather <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: He'd be a good bond. I think he's That's a. Li- a denim daddy. I think
1: situation. he's. I think he's a little bit too politically outspoken.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fact that he posts pictures of himself from his POV of himself on the toilet, looking at a picture someone sent him, like a thirst trap picture, just going, "I'll never be able to what, go to the toilet without masturbating again" or something. <laughs> Nothing, I don't think other than that, would go down well as bond. But he's an unknown British. Yeah, you know he's. You know, really time.
1: I don't think they're gonna go for alcohol no. <laughs> the fact that he keeps calling people cunts on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I'd probably be really excited for the next one though if they did.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> but
0: yeah.
4: Nice.
0: Oh, so right, so before we to follow up from last week's conversation that we had about midnight mass, which was on the recording, so it's it's fine and I'm not gonna get into it too much mark said that he'd watch the first couple of episodes didn't he and see see what he thought and then if he if he liked it he'd watch the rest
1: yeah did, did i mm-hmm. right. just, did just, watch the first just to interject, did i watch the first couple of episodes yeah there you go then.
0: what do you think mark yeah i mean i'm intrigued enough to keep watching great next night should we watch an episode of midnight mass now i've got films to watch right next night shall we watch shall we watch shall we fucking watch so we haven't got through midnight mass yet. what what, Mark's what,
1: what what nights were those becky I, I don't
0: know
1: right they were Sunday night and Monday night. Actually, they weren't Sunday nights. We went out for drinks Sunday night. So they were Monday night and last night.
2: Mm. Right? Mm.
1: When did we watch the first film we needed to watch the podcast? No. <laughs> Monday night. Point, <laughs> so <laughs> at the start of Monday night, we'd not watched Green Night, either Hellraiser movie, <laughs> or, or many said some new work, or anything else. We <laughs>
0: need to prioritise.
1: But that was the reason why and by the way i am not one i i really like watching films for the podcast it's not like a oh we had to watch these films for the podcast I, it, it's not that at all
0: no and i'm not either one thing is we should have watched an episode of midnight mass and then a film
3: we didn't start watching them until like fucking 10 at night i
0: don't care i don't sleep anyway
3: <laughs> um,
0: wake upstairs at three in the morning thinking I'm watching fucking midnight mass now if mark i just hadn't liked the first two episodes
1: you can watch it anytime you want
3: no
1: all right becky <laughs> if we're gonna have this out on air <laughs> <laughs> i had a really bad migraine on friday didn't i yeah you did yeah and i got home from working a uh, a 14-hour shift uh i had a really bad migraine what did you do when I went to when I said look I'm not going to be able to watch midnight mass Time, Can we watch it tomorrow night I'm just my my I, I I I need to go to bed What did you do Watch
0: the first two episodes without you <laughs> Because so I can't
1: re-watch them with you <laughs> Yeah Yeah Watch the first two episodes without me
0: It's really fucking good
1: it, It's it's been alright so far um, Yeah Trailers yeah, yeah. Let's get into trailers. There have been a few, haven't there? That's not a trailer, that you prick. Um, yeah, Ian, what do you watch trailer wise?
3: Um, I feel awful because there's only one in my mind. Um, hang on. Fucking
1: hang on. Uh, oh, ah. oh, 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 actually, what actually, before you do that, then <laughs> we watched the finished trailer, didn't we? Because you watched it last week, didn't you, Ian? Oh yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched the Finch trailer. What, uh, do you know what? Yeah. I'll watch that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It looks inoffensively fine. To try it, to build a robot to look after his dog if he dies. It's
1: it's it's it's, it's I am Castaway Legend. <laughs> it
0: is, yeah.
1: Pretty good that. Well yeah. done. But but I I'll 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 spend time with um uh, with, with that movie. It, it looks like it's one of those if that movie is anything over 116 minutes, I will be worried. <laughs>
0: mm. It just looks a bit... Who's directed it? A man. So it's not a Spielberg movie. No. It's got real... I'm going to drag on your fucking heartstrings until you can't take it. No more Spielbergy vibes to it. I am going to try and make you cry.
1: Uh, it's directed by... Uh... It's directed by a guy who directed episodes of Game of
3: Thrones. Has he done a movie?
1: Yeah. No, he's just done through things. <gasps> Holy fuck! What? I thought I recognized his name. It's directed by the guy uh, who uh, directed Repo Men.
3: Um, Miguel Sapochnik. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Right. Da, 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 da. Wait, does. Does Caleb Landry-Jones play the robot in that? In uh, yes. Ah, oh, Fuck, it's just got up a level.
0: The robot's called Jeff.
1: Jeff. Yeah. yeah, I'm more excited for that now. So, yeah, so we watched the trailer for Finch. Um, have you got... Have you, have you, have you remembered any, Ian? <laughs> I, literally, there have been trailers and I've not watched any of them. I don't know what the fuck I've been doing apart from the one. We watched Passing. Looks really good yeah rebecca hall's directorial debut i believe yeah um yeah this it it does looks very interesting it's
0: interesting
2: yeah
4: yeah um i think Jordan lauren will be seeing that next week so i'll get them to talk about it if they do oh yeah because it's it's
1: playing mff isn't it yeah yeah um it's yeah it it, it looks you know netflix film um you know they've got they're amping it up at the moment. Netflix has got a lot of sort of big things coming out. Um, what is it over the next few weeks? But yeah, I'm 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 very much looking forward to that. How awesome. is a
0: white woman getting a pass? Pun intended on making that movie. That that, that is just something I don't get.
2: Like I
4: want to say she's mixed heritage. It's ba- it, it there's some sort of personal fa- factor to that film. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh. And what else? Um, what's the full trailer for uh, uh, the first full trailer, I believe, for Spencer? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that, yeah.
4: Um, oh, her mother is of Af- African American, Native American, Scottish, and Dutch ancestry.
0: Wow, fair enough.
4: That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, yeah, no, because the Spencer trailer, I suppose it was a tease. It's just it's weird that there has been a teaser trailer for Spencer, yeah, that then has to be followed up by a full trailer. That's just very odd. Yeah, what, what do you think of it? I haven't caught this yet. Um, it's,
0: it's the most Hallmark Channel shite <laughs> that you could imagine.
1: It's odd. I'm the thing is. I'm watching it going, it can't be that movie. I mean, it can't be that movie because of the... The
0: director's not shit, is he?
1: No. Okay. Uh, but it can't be that movie. But it does start to look like it is that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that it's a great hoodwink. I think they are trying to sell it to... Yeah an audience I, I, I'm hoping it's a great hoodwink but then I'm also hoping that it isn't a hoodwink that is also going to essentially try and tell a, an overtly sympathetic story to a character that might not deserve as much sympathy as people think <laughs> um, for, for that uh, I can't
0: say negative things about the people
1: Princess uh, I, I, Again. I, i'm going to to to, to caveat this with my absolute fucking disdain for the royals and and say yes i fucking can (laughs) are you going to see it yes i will go and see it and i will go and see it as i do with anything very much going in wanting to go right bring it on let's see what the book of this is like i'm I'm hoping that it's it's not that movie that is in the trailers because that looks just frankly awful um, but it can't be that movie I keep saying it can't be that movie
0: I'll see it for one reason and one reason alone that's Kirsten Stewart
3: and November um, 5th baby sorry
0: I'll be at a bonfire we'll be at the village bonfire Mark
3: probably
2: yeah
4: Or <laughs> <laughs> doing the, uh, the weekly sacrifice <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'd Boy, hope so. there
0: is some Wicker Man shit going on we'd be well on board with that Yeah. nice thanks yeah. Ian.
1: Can you imagine that? It's just, yeah. Oh, you want no sounds? Wait, have you got some wicked Man shit going on? <laughs> uh, no, because we are down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we will, we will happily build a pyre.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know how keen I am to sit through a movie of small chil, small cost children just going, "Mummy, what is it, Mummy?" All the time. Can't, can't be that. So I really hope that there's less of that in the film. I mean, obviously it be more spaced out, but I hope there's not more of it in the film than there is in the trailer.
1: I hope it's 40 minutes of her spinning in corridors.
0: I mean, I've watched that.
1: I've watched that. <laughs> thing is, I think some of it might be. Yeah, that's it. And i watched it going, I hope it's four I, I think I'm going to have as much fun watching the movie as I am watching the people walking into the movie. Are going, oh, you've, you've, you, you, this isn't what you think it is.
0: One thing that I did find quite intriguing was the bit where she's like, she turns around, she goes, Do you think they'll kill me? And I'm like, Oh, well, is it going to go down that route?
2: Because I'll be on
0: board if it's down that route. Because I fucking, like, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of, of Princess Diana because she was a royal basically and I'm incredibly anti-royalist but is it is it awful that she died yes is it awful the way that she died yes but the the royal family did kind of treat her like shit and I, I think I hate them more no I know I hate them more she was just what there's so much to like she she was just some fucking naive rich kid that married stupidly, married a man that she knew was still banging someone else. So part of it, yeah, is on her because she wanted to be a fucking princess, but...
1: What was she, like, 18 when the they married He they was 32?
0: Ridiculous, <laughs> gross. absolutely, mean he's fucking gross to look at as well. Like, there is literally nothing appealing about that man apart from his title and his money. So there's only a finite amount of sympathy that I can have for her. But I hate them more.
1: It's good. It's good to be a. It's going to be a weird one.
0: Totally not a made for us film. No,
1: is it? it is. It is. It is not. It's. Uh, yeah.
0: But what I really want, I want it to be more of the. Do you think they'll kill me? Vibe because I want loads of fucking royalists to go see it and be like, oh yeah, fucking royalist people's princess, and come out
1: shook. I, I I want forty minutes of spinning in corridors.
0: <laughs> in pretty dresses.
1: <laughs> yeah. If if the movie is. 100 minutes long, and 98 of it is just Kirsten Stewart spinning in fucking corridors. <laughs> I'll be like, this is fucking brilliant. Uh, Yeah, and then we've got the biggie here. What's the biggie? I um, mean, yeah, here we
4: go. So this has been trailering in cinemas, like random kind of like cool indie cinemas for the last few weeks. Um, And it finally came online. The trailer for Paul Thomas Anderson's licorice pizza, which, I mean, it's, I was thinking about this today. You know, Mark's got very, very eclectic taste. You know, he's got, he's got his boys. He's got his Paulie Shaw. He's got his Mark Wahlberg. And he's got his Paul Thomas Anderson. (laughs) it it is it just it's it's i like mark's reaction to pta things um so i was very very excited for 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 mark to watch this trailer because i knew how much he was going to like it so mark how much did you like this trailer a, a few things firstly
1: as a as a constructed trailer it is perfection um, in terms of the, the kind of the fact that this is giving away next to nothing of the fucking story, which is brilliant. Um, it doesn't even bring in a lot of the, the the characters. I mean, we've still got you know, there's no um, John C. Riley uh, in the trailer, I don't think. And, you know, there are other people within the movie that are just not shown within the trailer. Um, But it gives enough away to make you go, what? So, hang on a minute. That's who Bradley Cooper is playing? Okay. (laughs) Um, And as well, the the choice of the song and the way that that's intercut within the whole thing is, is just it's... It's Paul Thomas Anderson when he seems to be having an awful lot of fun, and I like. I mean, I, Phantom Thread, I still think is an incredibly underrated movie. Um, somehow,
0: that's the dressmaking
1: word. Yeah, There Will Be Blood is, is 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 magnificent. So his his what you would consider to be more serious movies are, are are fantastic movies. Um, but his. More kind of like slice, you know, like, like peeking through the curtain movies. So things like Boogie Nights and in her vice, this, what this this looks like, it's closer to to those movies than it is to what you would consider his more prestige movies. <laughs> but. Except I really like Planet and I really like uh, There Will Be Blood, but I've seen There Will Be Blood three times, I think. Uh, and that film's what 13 years old but i've seen inherent vice i think 5 times already and that film is like 5 years old
0: yeah there's a bit of whiplash between like your Boogie nights and your inherent vice type and then you there will be blood
1: time but i think part of that comes from the fact that paul thomas anderson is um is a cinephile who thinks that step brothers is one of the best movies of the past 15 years <laughs> so he's an idiot like like and, and genuinely is like this movie's <laughs> fucking great um uh, and he it, it's not about it, it, he very much is the it, it, the kind of guy who you get a feeling like anything can impress him be, it, be he'll be as impressed with a great set piece as he will be with a great one line fucking joke in a stupid movie If it's delivered brilliantly, you know, he will be as. He he seems like the same director who he will be as excited to go and see fucking Holmes and Watson as he will be to go and see the next fucking uh, Rome when it came out on fucking Netflix. That he he he, must be as excited about those because he he wants to enjoy both of them for very fucking different reasons mm. it,
4: it he's he's a fascinating case where he's basically what chris nolan is trying to do with like the saving cinema thing and uh, but like in his kind of bigness and like e- like just the epicness ep- epic sweep of what he's doing pta is doing similar but just in terms of films are fucking brilliant and there's loads of different types of films you can enjoy and it's cool to have an eclectic taste in films and even in this trailer you get that don't like i've seen a couple of people refer to the trailer as being pure vibes and i get that it feels like a hangout movie but it also feels like a coming of age movie, it feels like a mainstream comedy, it feels like a romantic drama. It 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 just like it's doing all sorts of things and the rumored runtime of like 3 hours basically makes it feel like it's gonna have like an epic cinematic sweep about relatively limited subject matter. Yeah, and that's fucking
1: awesome. And it's the great thing about Paul Thomas Anderson movies is they're not trying to tell you anything beyond what the movie is. There's there's very little grand fucking um, scale. They're not talking about the fucking meanings of life or existence or anything like that. They are the stories of the characters that are there.
0: There's no message. It's just it's what you take from it kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and, And that's fucking... That's brilliant you know the fact that the fact that he managed to get Phantom Thread out there um, and you only realise in the last like half hour that you're kind of weirdly watching a horror movie is brilliant and he he's very much an auto filmmaker it's he's a fascinating case when you take for instance the fact that you, you can pretty much sort of track around about their filmmaking careers between somebody like Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino and the paths that each sort of taken are very different uh, but you, you look at it, Tarantino's movies you know cost a lot of money and but make an awful lot of money I think Paul Thomas Anderson's movies might have to cost a decent amount of money, but don't really ever make money. But he keeps getting the money to make the next ones. Yeah, I, I,
3: yeah. I think. I think weirdly. I think,
1: and I, I, I might be, I might be alone in this. I might not be alone in this, and I might be saying something where every, where there'll be people listening, going, "Well, duh," but. Paul Thomas Anderson, to me, a little bit is my Wes Anderson. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to that, where when people say to me, you know, it, it, there will, people will say, "Yeah, but inherent vice means nothing. It's garbled nonsense." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is a little bit, but part of that is because of the it, it's the people who are telling the story." A, a, a not reliable narrators and i will start making excuses for it but in my soul i just don't care if the person i'm talking to likes it or not and i get the feeling that when i'm shitting all over when that was anderson movies the person i'm talking to is going yep i agree with you on that and yes it's right but i don't care that you don't like it and that is perfectly fine those people shouldn't care that i don't like it apart from the creepiest fuck moonrise kingdom um but that it's fine. And I think that Paul Thomas Anderson is just that for me. And then when people turn around and go, I mean, yeah, but his best movies are, you know, like The Master and uh, what is that? I'm like, no, they're fucking not. The, his best movies are Inherent Fires and fucking Boogie Nights. And then you've got Magnolia, which is the kind of little meld of the two. i and
0: mm, in between, is
1: it? There's a great shot in this of... um. of of, of cooper hoffman holding the phone and holding his hand over the phone which is clearly a nod to um you know his dad does that in both boogie nights and uh in magnolia and it's clearly a, a nod yeah let's have this fucking shot um but as well he looks like he could be a really fucking quite a good actor and this is his first film
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's yeah i cannot wait i am fascinated by bradley cooper in this <laughs> yeah the fact that it, he's it, that he's literally playing john peters who was one of his producers on <laughs> a star is born oh I... <laughs>
2: that's weird yeah
4: He's yeah, well, I mean, I I think John Peters is a producer on Astari's board because he's got like a shitload of rights in the Sand one. I oh, don't
3: yeah, he, think he was he was a producer of that. Did
1: anything on, oh, no. on the new one. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think they are like, they're, they're, they're brawlers or anything like that, but um but it, it it's just there's a weird like connective thing there that just feels a little bit
0: Apparently it was originally offered to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah,
1: he he, he turned it down to do Nightmare Alley. He didn't. Uh, but then isn't in Nightmare Alley and Brad Cooper's in Nightmare Alley instead. Oh,
4: huh. yeah, not great. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, it, it's um, yeah, I it it it's going to be interesting. Like these, because Licorice Pizza was shot in lockdown, and I, I think Nightmare Alley at least partly was shot in lockdown. And it it just, I don't know it just, it's such a love between this and no time to die. It's such a lovely sign that like cinema is starting to get back to normal. You know that throughout all this stuff, shit is still being made and now shit is being released, you know? And it's like, we're basically, we got no time to die this week. There's very little next week, but then after that fucking strap in like for the next three, four, five months. Mm.
3: Oh, oh, oh. It's
4: Very
0: not really fucking crazy, just just to kind of... Well, I keep doing this, like, the next time the next time I buy a 12-pack of toilet roll, it won't be for here. Like, the toilet roll that I have bought that is in our bathroom will be taken with us to the new house. And it's like, I keep doing that. Like When it all goes bonkers for, like, cinema season, we won't be going to that cinema.
2: No.
0: It keeps really freaking me out. We'll be Sorry a, to interrupt. We'll with, be like, a, a bit we'll, of personal shit. But, we'll
1: be a new cinema. Yeah. oh um, shit yeah okay yeah we'll be at a new cinema uh and apparently that cinema has had a full refit last year
0: we'll be what? at a new cinema then we'll be coming out of the cinema and going fancy going and getting something from social distortion we'll be like yeah instead of spark
4: what of chain is it the cinema anyway. cinema
1: yeah oh that's good there, there there is there is one closer but it's like a Real club or something like that. It, it's There's a...
0: one in fucking Beverly. Which yeah, the one in Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, really crazy. Like, With tiny cinema.
1: But but yeah, but but the the one in the one that's in Hull is only like twenty minutes drive for isn't yeah. it?
0: Sorry, uh, I I just when when you said about that, I was like, fuck, that won't be at York, and it just keeps hitting me. Yeah. It's really strange.
4: Yeah, I mean, like you know, Mark was saying earlier on that like the the next couple of weeks of shows is going to be potentially. You know there's a lot of shit going on so um <laughs> you know if um it, it's not normal service until a lot more like mid to late october that's why yeah. basically yeah but, th- there'll yep. still be we weekly shows
0: show Admin after recording actually
4: <laughs> we already have yeah, yeah yeah no we did it before um uh before you came on so j- just to confirm basically next week we'll do no time to die uh which uh i I said to jordan feel free to come on for i think he was up for it um so no time to die monday because i am seeing my first lff film next wednesday okay and then the week after basically you guys can do some recording by yourselves if you want if not it's all good i'm gonna do some lff stuff
0: we could we could do a recording from a hot tub.
1: We might do a hot tub recording.
4: That, that'd be great. That'd be great. We like and um, like we can. I I can edit stuff together. It's all good. And then the week after that, so the week of Friday the fifteenth of October, we've got Halloween Kills and Venom. Okay. Um, I will have seen a boatload more LFF stuff. By then as well, the press, the online press screening schedule came out today. There's actually a surprising amount of stuff that is online, so I'll be I'll I'll be talking about that as well. So that following like Tuesday or Wednesday will record. So that will be like Tuesday the nineteenth, Wednesday the twentieth, which feels to me like by then you guys would probably be in be in a position to do some normal
1: recording. Yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah, what what I was going to say was, obviously you'll more than likely be home quite a bit earlier than me, won't you? Uh-huh. So I don't know whether to keep things around about the same time we do now. You start and do trailers and news and then I'll get home probably about half an hour after you start recording and then get into the review. Oh
3: yeah, we'll just do it that way. Do it that way. Yeah. Oop. I just
0: don't want to be making you wait till like, seven, 7.15 when I get home.
4: I mean, is is there an argument... Sorry, uh, listeners, because I'm probably going to forget to edit this out. <laughs> is there an argument that we try and record on Sundays? We'll probably be too drunk by then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Isabel works. Is, is, Isabel's got a new job, and I think she works Sundays as well, so it means one of us shopping all the way through to York to pick her up, so... It depends if we're not too drunk and we have to pick her up, we'll be probably okay. in the car. So, Sundays can be quite difficult.
4: Okay, no, that's fine. I'm just thinking yeah. with the doing the patron content as well.
0: Why don't you do trailers and news?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll get home, we'll do the rest of the main show, and then we'll do the patron bit after.
1: We could probably do that. We'll work it out. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah, yeah. It's
0: going to be the same amount of time, isn't it? It's just
1: Reverse. <laughs> No, no,
4: no. I mean, no. no that's fine. That's no, no, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, we'll work it
1: out. We'll work it out.
0: I don't okay. want to miss any Hellraiser shit.
1: No, well, well no, exactly. <laughs> shall we? Sh- shall we do a main review? Yes. Yeah. And and sorry,
4: patrons. Thanks for sticking with us. But licorice pizza. Holy fucking shit. Yes, please.
1: Yeah. god, yeah. I I I I cannot fucking wait for that movie.
0: I really didn't vibe with this trailer. Like, I'll, I'll watch the film.
1: She's not like Joy. Or not, no, no,
0: because I, I love Inherent Vice. I love Boogie Nights. And you it didn't looks like the
1: Inherent like... Vice trailer?
0: No. So I'll watch the film because I am I have no doubt that the film will be good, but the I, I don't know, I think it's the arrogant girl vibes off of that girl that you said was in a band that the neither me about. or Isabelle had heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like her.
2: Cool.
3: But
1: you didn't like the Inherent Vice trailer?
0: No. So, like I say, I just, yeah, this, this didn't grab so, me. What, you, what you're you've saying is that like, you're
1: frequently wrong.
0: You've watched, no, very rarely wrong. You've watched this like a number of times, haven't you? And you Five. Put it, put it on again the other day and I thought, what are you watching? Oh, the Licorice Pizza trailer again. Right. Whatever, Mark.
1: Whatever. Well, fuck you. <laughs>
2: um,
1: right. The Green Knight is a film that exists. It does exist. It is available on Amazon Prime you now.
0: It's no longer mythical.
1: It's no longer mythical, but well, it it's still mythical.
0: Wow! <laughs> We're
1: in a whole different way. Um, written by um, uh, and um, directed by uh, David Lowry, uh, and starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, um, Sean Harris. Uh, uh, Ralph Innocent, uh, Barry Keoghan, Kate Dickey, and a few other people. Um, what is it the story of? Let's let's let, let's get to the IM of the DBs did and
0: you let's. Decide not to try and butcher
1: Sarita Chowdhury's name. I did indeed yeah. try not to butcher Sarita Charlie's name there. Thank you very much for for pointing that fucker out, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> um, IMDb. I fancy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. <laughs> that, that's what that was
3: um uh, ian hmm. you're a big lowry fan
1: i am i am yeah. um one thing that i've always really liked about david lowry films is he he very much trusts in his story and his visuals um and he isn't afraid to go out and throw out a 95 fucking minute movie. Hmm. Did he get a little bit carried away with this and it being two hours, 10 minutes?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it it's interesting. This one, Um, I would say yes. Uh, the word I described for it, either on Letterboxd or Twitter after watching it was noodly. It's just a bit noodly. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah I
2: mean
0: it, to be fair it is based on a long form poem, so Yeah, I yeah, get but that's
1: like starting like a start poetry record,
4: <laughs> You know, like the first twenty, twenty-five minutes are really like sitting up in your seat and paying attention and what well, the fuck's going on here, then this is cool. You know? Very moody, very dramatic, like um, establishes Gawain as they I always used to say Gawain, but apparently it's Gawain according to this film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, establishes him well, you know, his kind of like, oh, you know, interesting relationship with Alicia Vikander. Um, and like the, the visuals are really going off and the, the score's doing good work. And then he sets off on his mission. And it just became a little bit too here's a bunch of short films stuck together um for for, uh, and maybe it's because I wasn't expecting that and if I if I went and gave it another watch would I reconsider that and and maybe I would and I will say as well you know unlike these these two I am not a late night person and, yeah, i mean they're not even gonna say this is late night i started watching it just after nine and i got done with like going to the toilet and whatnot about half 11.
2: where are Which, we in
4: I, I, all right all right um so for for me like finishing a film at like half 11 is is like pretty fucking late if i'm honest so maybe that was a factor um I could just, I could sense you two taking the piss out of me, even though you're not saying. <laughs> we, we we didn't start watching Hellraiser two last night until half, half eleven, did we? Fuck's really? sake, yeah. All right, fine. Good for you. Um,
0: <laughs> we're we're probably the ones in the wrong, to be fair. Oh we're god, yeah. Tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, we, we we are the we are the, the the ones who are not doing life right. know yeah, at the I moment
0: mean, though. But we're going to bed at midnight and being good, and then just laying awake. So fuck it. Well, why not we'll watch more movies?
4: Oh, no, 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 totally, yeah. No, I mean, like, by, by contrast, I'd finished Hellraiser 2 by 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> and I was
2: like,
4: that's that done. um But no, so it, it might be that. But, like, the bit with the girl from Rogue One and Falcon and the Winter Soldier whose head was off. Yeah, that side mission. What, yeah, like, not entirely... Not entirely sure what that brought to it. I mean, the other Alicia Vikander and Joel Edgerton bit, you know, it's about 20 minutes or so, and all I got out of it really was, so they're swingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: then, just the whole the whole allegory of the story is that he he has to learn to graciously fulfill the deals that he made.
4: Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely.
0: No, it's not a pointless bit, is it?
4: No, but no, I mean I, that's fine. It just, I don't know, when it basically becomes, is he gonna jerk off if Illyshivikanda jerks him off? Is he gonna come if Illyshivikanda jerks him off? I just, I yeah, I don't know. I I clicked out of it. However, however, stuff with the fox was great. It looked fucking brilliant. Loved the score. Loved Dev Patel, and I fucking loved the last line of the film. I fucking love how Ralph Innocent delivered that. It was <laughs> fucking brilliant, and it really took me by surprise because I thought it was gonna be okay. He's done the gracious thing, and the knight is gonna let him off because he's learned his lesson. But no. Oh. So I'm really, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued because from what Becky was saying there I think maybe she clicked in more with it but for me it was style over substance but there was so much style that it actually kind of got me over that hump but maybe if I just I don't know thought about it a bit more and maybe watched it if I was just a bit more awake
3: then that probably would have helped I I
2: don't know was it as
1: uh, how can I phrase this? Was the film as focused as you expected it to be, or was it a little bit like me? said, a little bit more. It is quite noodly, and it is quite noodly.
0: It is quite noodly, but I I love the noodliness of it. Yeah, fair I, I like the meandering kind of vibe to it. Um. And from what I've read, it is quite faithful. Apart from the fact that it fucks, well, it's an issue of a candle, apart from that, it is quite faithful to the source material. From what I've read, I've not read the medieval poem that it's based on, but um, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that it's kind of what you expect if you're adapting something off of that time like medieval stories are a bit like that there is like side shit um so yeah and it looks beautiful i very much enjoyed the giant people they were fun Mm. um it gave me real um (laughs) because you obviously what
1: just the fucking fox essentially just barked at the giant and going like fuck off you yeah (laughs) good stuff
0: um obviously, Ian, you said that um Hellraiser two gave you S and M labyrinth vibes. This gave me real kind of like not in not in um not in like content and stuff, but real never ending story vibes, just that real kind of fantastical immerse yourself in this world and just enjoy it kind of way. Yeah, yeah.
2: I no, I, get... I,
0: I loved it. I really, really, I... really loved it.
4: I I do wish I went to see it in the cinema. I just I god I think I, I I do think I did it wrong. I'm I'm so my review is majorly caveated by I think I probably need to give it another go at some point, but God I wish I saw it in the cinema. But there was one cinema, I think in Wales, showing it. And that cinema is a little bit a little bit of a trek. I could have done it. But it would have cost me thirteen pound fifty, and when it's, I'm gonna drive over an hour round trip and pay thirteen pound fifty, or I can just watch it at home.
1: There is, yeah, there is an element of that. We,
0: I, I I wish we'd seen it in the cinema. To be fair, the fact that Cineworld have been advertising the fuck out of it and then just haven't shown it annoys me. I think
1: that's more to do with distributor than than Cineworld. if, yeah, yeah if it had come out
4: in early august we all would have seen it in the cinema but it, yeah. it's
1: it's the what we were left with yeah and it, it, for, for us it, it's it it was parking a trek watching it in a cinema that i don't like Uh um, oh, i hate month. and yeah going from there so yeah it was a bit of a pain but but it does look it it it, it looks fantastic um it's... When I say
0: I wish I'd seen it in the cinema, I wish I'd seen it in any cinema that wasn't Everyman. If it was shown at a City Screen, parking aside, we'd have gone and seen it. If it was at view, we'd have gone and seen it. I just hate Everyman.
1: <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I, I think I think I am probably the lowest on it out of the three of us. Oh,
0: Ian, I think you liked
1: it. I did, um, but Ian. It, I think Ian's probably going to watch this again. I don't think I need to watch this again. Um, because I think, for me, anyway, I think I, it would start to... I enjoyed the visuals of it. Um, I thought that the story was far too meandering for, for me, and I I, I quite like meandering things, but I also don't like...
0: Anything over 90
1: minutes? Not not even that. But, yeah, you're right. Um, but I I, I also... Yeah. Not a big fan of essentially medieval set stuff. No,
0: you're not.
1: um it, it, it doesn't click with me for some reason. What about
0: Dev Patel's magnificent hair, though? I mean, Dev
1: Patel's fucking glorious fucking petrol blue hair was magnificent mm. within the film. Mm. uh Yeah, and I and I thought acting wise, I thought the whole thing was 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 really was well done. Mm. Um, everybody in it is 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 great. Um, and. As a story, it's fantastic. I just think that there's a couple of side missions it didn't need, and there's a couple of bits where it, it, it goes off too much um, on it for that. But the v- visuals are fantastic. The fox is great. I like that guy. I don't know why. But... No, he's a good dude, is the fox.
0: Just going back to my, like, my regular argument about this, though.
1: What? About a fox?
0: Use a fox. I mean, granted, yes, foxes I, it's can't. It's
1: going to be hard at a train a fox to do that shit, babe.
0: All he does for most of it is walk alongside him.
1: Yeah, you but think, he's got...
0: They, they, are, they are trained...
1: But he's got, a, he's, got, he's got a fucking vibe as that fox. There's something about him.
0: All right, make you CGI fox look more like a real
1: fox, though. I think he's supposed to look like a kind of mythical fox. I think he's supposed Fine. to look a bit bouncy. Fine, I
2: think
1: that I think that was intentional. Because I think if they could have just used a real fox, I think Lowry would have just used a real fox. Mm. Um, you know, I think he's that type of filmmaker. There's a uh um let's work out a way we can do these practically and make it look impractical
2: to mm. it and... in a
1: similar way to um the way that Dillian shot the uh um the uh the, the bits of, of Blade Runner 2049 that look like they they well that's just fucking CG and it isn't it's it's clever filmmaking mm. and pieces things together the giants are they're not just cgi giants they're actors yeah, yeah, yeah. and what is it and it's clever filmmaking mm. putting these things together so i, I think the idea of exploring the idea of it being a fox will have had been a conversation and it will have been look we just can't get foxes don't look the color you want them to fucking look and bits like that it, it looks a bit like a it looks like a mythical fucking fox
0: our local hunting some foxes are bright orange
1: they're not that bright orange are they maybe not
0: no on a side note yeah. Remember a few weeks ago when I was trying to remember who the creepy guy was that pops up in stuff that's quite young that wasn't Caleb Landry Jones and I can't remember his name? Yeah. Sorry, Keon.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, the fact that he turns up in this and you're thinking, oh, come on, Dev. Come on, Dev. You must know that he's sketchy.
0: Sketchy <laughs> as fuck.
1: Yeah. Um, Just
0: looting dead bodies. I mean, he should have known.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he should have known, and that, that 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 he was he was about to get done over. I did I did like that it that
4: whole bit just ended with him basically just fucking off with the horse, yeah, and leaving the other two to it, and just be like, right, I'm off on an adventure. Fuck you <laughs> all,
3: you know. <laughs> I got a horse. I <laughs> oh, got a dying yeah, um, horse. Yeah, yeah. It's it's
1: a weird one in the fact that it, it's. It's very it's very good to look at. um It's really well acted, but I did find myself wanting it to fucking just hurry up a little bit more.
2: Mm.
1: But it's spectacular. To look at the design of the Green Knight is 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 fantastic. Yeah, yeah. um And then I, I think the, the the cleverness of of Lowry as a filmmaker of you know of getting the right people in these roles. It's fantastically cast, mm. you know, having, you know, getting um, Sean Harris to play essentially an aged King Arthur.
0: He's dead good
1: as the king, and he, yeah, he's really good as the king. And then um, Kate Dickey, as 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 Sean Harris's guinevere It makes perfect that sense. That does make sense. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it just <laughs> it, 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 it 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 it's it's. You look at it going. That's perfect fucking casting.
0: If um, the only thing I know her from, really, I think, is as the mud bitch in Game of Thrones, and she's got a similar vibe in there.
1: It's just honestly, not that
0: I would recognise.
1: Well, that's that, that's the great thing. She's a great character actor. Yeah. Um, but uh, then but also the- as well as of having Ralph Innocent as the Green Knight, again linking in with everything. It, it's a well it's a well put together cast. That mm. all makes perfect sense when you go, but that's that and that's that. You go, yeah, all right. And then for that to be um, put together by a filmmaker from an American filmmaker from Wisconsin, it, it, again, it even Lowry, it, 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 he's working a fucking different wavelength to a lot of modern filmmakers, and I fucking dig that about him. Mm. Um, and what is it, he's doing another Disney one next I believe isn't he Uh,
4: yeah he's doing the uh, new Peter Pan one where it's like Jude Laura's
1: hook yeah and you know you're going do you know what, him doing Peter Pan yeah that's going to be fucking it's going to be really entertaining but it'll be really fucking interesting and it'll have a mood to it is this
0: another is this this a kind of like a situation then where it's like a whiplash director.
1: No, yeah, I I think I've he's, not seen
2: Pete
1: I, I think he very much has a style to his films, and you can I think he's one of those filmmakers where you can you can feel within like a, a few minutes that you're watching a a, a Lowry film. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I I really didn't like like really didn't like Ghost Story.
1: No, you didn't go on with it. Whereas both me and Ian, Ian we liked it, and I I. Oh yeah. I, I really do get it. Um, but, like, it, it, you know, The Old Man of the Gun was fantastic. Yeah. I um, Ain't Nobody Saints is flawed, but it's a very good looking movie. I don't think
2: I've
1: seen um, And, and Pete's Dragon's brilliant. I
0: really want to watch that. It's on Disney Plus,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It, it's. it's, it's Pete's Dragon is, is so much. I think you will really like Pete's Dragon.
4: Um. Bear with two sec. Ah, yeah. Well, a, seg-
0: a good segue.
4: Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll wrap up Green Night in a minute. But uh, as we're going, we're not doing the Red Shoes this week because I I'd like I asked to not do the Red Shoes this week because literally I have not had time with do, finishing up the bondage shows and doing the Hellraiser stuff. Um. So we'll be talking the Red Shoes on the next show. The next regular show after that, we will be talking about Peach Dragon because it won the patron's choice. Did yeah. it? Mm. Yeah.
0: What did I pick?
1: Pompoco. Oh, you picked Pompoco. Ian picked uh, Peach Dragon.
0: But now I get to still watch Pompoco and watch both Peach Dragons.
1: Um, I so,
0: How exciting.
1: Um, I, 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 think, I think because it didn't win, I think you're, you're legally not allowed to watch Pompoco now. <laughs>
4: Well, Mark, oh, like, you're legally not allowed to watch Poison Ivy. They both tied with 25% of the vote. Pete's Dragon won
1: on 50%. Fucking Which pervert fucking voted for that? <laughs> you at
0: my next one,
1: yeah? Oh. What?
4: Let's. Oh no. Uh, like, if we pick one now, considering like the like the break in recording and whatnot, we probably won't get to it for a month. Yeah. Let's let's leave it a bit.
2: I'll forget.
1: Write it down. <laughs> um so i mean
0: especially for ian
1: <laughs> no idea what that's gonna be <laughs> oh wow okay um i mean i'd definitely not shit on the green night by the way yeah definitely
4: yeah yeah i mean that's the thing to be clear i gave it a four out of five on letterboxd like i thought it looked amazing i thought Deb patel did a great job in both the kind of being strong and also being a bit of a fucking weedy dickhead like he 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 managed to straddle that line really well and it it it's a film of ambition and it's got enough in it to keep you occupied i just like i feel like i want to have another crack at it the 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 just the thing is i don't know when i will feel like i want to have another crack at it
1: it's one of those I think at some point you'll go do you know what I have that free time here it might be like six months time or something like that and you'll go fuck it I'm gonna give it another go yeah I could see it I, I don't know That's when we're talking about
4: year end I feel like maybe I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't give it another go but yeah sorry Bex
1: um yeah I mean I, I also give it four out of five on, on box. yeah I feel I I feel okay with that.
0: And you just thought you'd come on air and neg all
1: over
0: it, yeah. Apparently. I it's any any
4: negging from my part is just because I I really, really, really fucking like David Lowry. <laughs> uh, I
1: I, I, I am I am definitely not shit all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah same. Um and our audience poll, I'm guessing we're all definitely not shit on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. said. And our audience poll, uh, definitely not shit fifty percent, touching cloth twenty-nine per cent. Shit, 14%. And Geostorm, 7%. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because all, like, the reviews
4: coming out were basically all, this thing is fucking incredible. And then you get one of us saying, this thing is fucking incredible. Two of us going, yeah, it's really good, but dot, dot, dot. And then a poll like that. But it, it's, I don't know, it's that whole disconnect between, like, professional critics and... Like audiences, it, it it's
1: an interesting discussion, yes, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the I hate to fucking quote it because it honestly, it, it's like fucking nails on a chart bar now for me. But the whole Rotten Tomatoes critics' verdict versus audience <laughs> yeah. is, is, is quite amusing, yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Um,
4: Ian, what have you been watching? I haven't been watching anything, and I need to go pee.
5: Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon Five. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely, that uh, doesn't make
2: you a weird person at uh, all. It
5: yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the thirtieth time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. franchise. A beloved franchise. Beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings, Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and I don't know, Smallville, <laughs> Farscape, Quantum Leap, to giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek for The Next Generation or Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So. With that in mind, join Hannah and Mike from Chinastroker vs Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favorite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm/rewatchproject. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts.
4: Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's
1: enticing and exotic
2: and sexy.
1: Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and
4: I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you, and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on. And let his film, her movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you
3: get your podcasts.
0: On my own. Yeah. The Iron Giant. Right. It's 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 a real comfort film for me, The Iron Giant. You can have a little bit of a cry. It's a bit sad, but you know, it turns out all right. It's very heartwarming. And it's just really, really really fucking good well told it? It, it's a giant made of iron it's a bit where he like he it, it, it was good until they started pointing guns at him and it just makes me really sad just if we could just stop
1: it, it being yeah.
0: threatening and shit. there's like a whole message there about just don't be a dickhead
1: it's a fantastic film and giant it's one of those great movies that literally found its place after being kind of ridiculed as being a disaster and all this lot when it first came out, mm. to it actually kind of found its place by actually being a really fucking good movie. Mm. Yeah,
2: it's
0: really
1: good. I didn't realise it wasn't. No, I think it was. It, it was a bit of a a, a a bit. I'm fairly certain a bit of a commercial bomb was the Iron Giant. Mm. Um, let me just see if I'm talking fucking absolute fucking bobbins, because <laughs> um, you know it, it's, it's me. You. Uh, yeah, it's going budget fifty million, myth thirty-one million. It was a bit of a. Wow. It, it it came out in that period where um, it was very much like late nineties, mm. where it, you know I think you'd you'd, you'd had um so you'd had what's it uh Toy Story 95, I believe it was wasn't it um and then after that you'd had uh i think it was ninety seven i believe was um A Bug's life right it Might maybe been ninety eight um and you know you you were starting to get these um uh, these movies uh, uh, were, were, were coming out um and these were the ones that people you know were, were there was an idea that the world wanted didn't want uh have drawn animation anymore it just wanted you know what what became Digimation, um, you know, and a different form of animation. Um, so yeah, sorry, uh, you know, it, 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 a Bug's Life had been ninety eight, and then Toy Story two was 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 ninety nine. Yeah. And so it was there
2: was That's a, what it was up against. It,
1: yeah, there was an idea that that it, this was the newfangled fucking thing, and Disney were, were were lagging behind, releasing things like this and Trish Planet and things like that. Um, so that was the, the idea, but. It found a bit of a, a voice as the years went by because because people who did see it connected with it and people who did see it you know lauded how how great it was and I think then once you hit the the sort of early noughties mm-hmm. they, what's this sorry sorry um, back watch um, Iron Giant and we oh, cool. the, Sorry. the fact that it was considered a a, a, a critical flop and it was because audiences wanted. Digimation at the time. And yeah. then it started to get sort of reevaluated as the, the you know, the Ghibli explosion hit in sort of mm. mid noughties
0: People really their taste.
1: People, yeah, started going, well, actually, you know, I always really liked Hand on a It's like, well, yeah, yeah, that went when you go and watch the fucking Iron Giant, you prick. Um, There's bits of that. So
0: Brad Bird do, defected after that then, yeah.
1: Do, 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 does that follow on quite nicely into what you watch next? next it occasion?
0: does. So <laughs> following on from the giant metal chaps vibe i watched lapita castle in the sky
4: of course nice
0: which again is just it it's it's like iron giant's great lapita is next level great Mm. beautiful absolutely fucking stunning to look at Mm. um yeah i think that's about it that's about all i can Organise my brain to say about well, Lapierre. I absolutely adore it. It's one of my favourite Newbie movies.
1: It's the best Beauty movie. I mean, yes, it's
0: definitely up there as the best. <laughs> um, and yeah, Giant Metal Men that bring birds and flowers.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, what else?
0: That's it. That's what I watched on my own. All right. Um, aside watching Nausicaa, but uh,
1: I did
0: not get to finish it.
1: So, yeah, so it's all right, cool. So just the, what I watched um, uh, on, on my own then to do. Um, so, yeah, so you watched, you know, two classic um, animated movies, you know, two of about the most high-regard animated movies of the past 20-odd 20 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I re-watched War Dogs.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one person. Um this isn't watch number one. No, no, no. This isn't watch number two. No, 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 no. This isn't even watch number three. <laughs> this is watch number four. <sighs> All clusters. That's
0: three too many.
1: Of Todd Phillips classic War Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um The thing is, I I have a thing for the A I have a thing for Todd Phillips movies. Um but also I have a thing for these these weird little uh, based on true stories things Mm. that are based around true stories they're always based around true stories but of essentially fucking idiots Mm -hmm. accidentally doing something and it failing spectacularly because what would you have it they're idiots. Is
0: this why you also like the Nick Cage Is it Lord
1: of Water? But that's a different one, that's a heightened one. That's oh, there's a there's a control there, there's a there's a, a thought process there, but I do like that where you've got something that sprawls along and is uh, it is something that basically points out something shady mm-hmm. and then shows you it in a cool way that will make idiots think, oh that looks cool, but it's like, no, look what happens at the end like when people said that wolf of wall street was aspirational it's like no it really fucking wasn't they're all terrible people
0: did you not watch the
1: end yeah and you know he ends up being a shonky salesman Uh, so like there's things like um there was one um like called kid cannabis that came out a few years ago i've seen that twice it's not even that good
2: um
1: You know, and I'm not even going to go as far as to say that War Dogs is good, but Jonah Hill's laugh in it may be one of the greatest gifts to cinema. I like Jonah Hill. Um, his laugh in this is magnificent. I can't
2: remember
1: that. He's got this laugh where he basically just, and it, it, it's a laugh that he's clearly perfected for this character. Yeah. That is just magnificent. Um, see if you can, like, YouTube a, 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 a Jonah Hill's War Dogs laugh, uh, and we can see if we can. Cause it, it must be there. Um,
2: but it's
1: War Dogs laugh. Here we go.
3: I'm going to try and see if this will play through and it'll go across. Apparently, it won't because apparently my.
2: Listen. Yeah. You look for week. And you got good
1: shit. It's just a fucking thing of, of his last. sell him his shit. It's that throughout it. And it's just glorious. But the thing is about films like this, I am aware that I am probably. The only person to watch this movie four times. Yeah. And I'm aware of the fact that if I ever met Todd Phillips and I told him that I'd watched War Dogs four times, even he would go, Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. I made that movie. I think I made that movie. And even I haven't watched it four times, you fucking idiot. And the thing is, yeah, I'm probably a fucking idiot. Do you know what else? I don't think there's a
0: probably could
1: be had that. Do you know what else? won't be the last time i watch it yeah won't be the last time i watch it at all i like war dogs it's it's fun it's stupid the people in it are stupid the um the actual story might might not be that accurate or anything but um but yeah (laughs) I, I, i i like it it's not a hill i'm willing to die on at all. Whether if Jonah anybody, oh, well, well played. Okay. If anyone called me an idiot for watching it that many times, I would go, yeah, I, I am an idiot. But you know what? Calling me an idiot just makes me want to watch it again. The
0: thing is, it's fun enough. Is it watch it four times fun? No, no. I wouldn't have thought so. But then I, I will rewatch
2: shocky, shitty horror movies.
3: Yeah, but yeah. So it's what watch. brings him
1: joy. It does. You know, like when you have your comfort movies, everyone has a comfort movies that they like to watch. Shit like that is my comfort movies. Yeah. I can just switch them on and turn my brain off and go, "Yeah, this is fun. This is John Hill just just fucking laughing like that, um, <laughs> and and just just rank stupidity."
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So what else do we watch this week, next?
2: We
0: watched the absolute fucking masterpiece, Stand by
1: Me. We did watch Stand by Me. Another no, one of your favorite movies.
0: It is actually, yeah, yeah. It's um, oh, it's, it's like a hug. Stand by Me. I know it's about the search for a dead boy, but, it but is, it's not. It's not but is it? Yeah, exactly. So
1: it's it, it's it's a movie where where Rob Reiner, who who literally at this point was having one of the all time fucking cinematic hot streaks. Um, I, I, I genuinely don't think enough is made of Rob Reiner as a filmmaker. But the fucking hot streak he was on <laughs> at this point, you know, this is Spinal Tap, uh, and then the show thing, which is, you know, criminally underrated. But then Stand By Me, uh, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, and A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking. It's a run. That's a run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not many filmmakers have a run like that greatly then made north but uh, but yeah uh, and then has never really got it back since
0: it's just it just feels it feels really lived in like the 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 characters all feel like real kids yeah and the world feels real like how they interact with the adults in the movie feels real it's just it's just fucking great and i it, it is one of those like You've got different seasons by Stephen King, in which you've got obviously *Stand by Me*, *The yeah. Body*. You've got *Short Redemption*.
2: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then what are the other two? *The Breathing Method* and.
1: But I think what's what's brilliant about this is you you're watching a movie that essentially is for the for for, for the vast vast majority of it um for like 90 percent of it is four kids just walking somewhere
0: yeah uh and singing some kick-ass songs
1: and yeah i like they're not they're not having there's no big fucking like there's there's a set piece in it um yeah
0: you said this when we were watching it it's there's only really
1: one there's one the, mm. the, 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 the train is the only set piece mm. within the entire thing and Reiner perfectly balances it by having it happen smack bang in the middle of the yeah. fucking movie
2: yeah.
1: he doesn't leave it to the end and go let's have a crescendo at the end because
0: it's not the climax
1: no it's not it is it's it's there to joke like if you see and to you know you you've you spent a bit of time that you've got to know them, you've got to know the personalities, and then you have the train seat, and that is the bit that makes you give a shit about them. And then you're going on the rest of the journey, and they can help all have their emotional moments. And also as well, the the fact that it's not it's not a long film, no. but it's because the emotional moments that these kids have had so far, um, they're what they're supposed to be 12 13 years old Mm. so the emotional moments that they've had are small because they've not lived for very long but they are the bits that are starting to define them
2: yeah Yeah.
1: um and it's it's such a well-crafted movie and rhino manages to get great performances out of four very young actors
2: Mm.
0: yeah
1: and I also I, four
0: very good young actors though, yeah. to be fair. I
1: also like the fact that, that 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 Jerry O'Connell, every time they bring out a new version of Stand By Me, will always will always go into a store and look at it and go and then just tweet or Instagram a picture of him next week going, Why is it always that image of him running? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, what else did we watch next?
0: Uh, we also watched Escape from LA, Mark.
1: We did indeed fuck I'm going to be watching that
4: in the next few weeks
0: oh we won't talk about it then we'll talk about it in a few weeks we need to to be able to remember
4: yeah 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 I I was going to say I think we need to do a retro review of Escape from LA okay good yeah 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 uh, yeah. what I will say is
1: I I still really like Escape from LA
2: yeah
1: yeah Um, I don't think Escape from LA was my first carpet in the cinema
2: wow
1: nice on my own yeah 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 but i remember escape from l.a being a big deal yeah as a movie like a fucking this was a fucking blockbuster when it came out Mm. it was like a summer blockbuster it was like a fucking huge deal and like a big thing on uh movies 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 Mm. that then became movies games and video Mm. um there was like a a big fucking like big special on the fucking special effects that were used in escape (laughs) from l.a and i remember hell yeah saturday morning Mm. and it was like it it was vividly like one of like the first like big fucking movies yeah that also looked really fucking cool (laughs) that's great and i would film if there was
4: a bastard's drinking game i think people needed to take a drink there where becky asked who did you go with and mark (laughs) said no one
0: i was going to say something to ian i was going to tell him a story what was it? i said to you the other day i want to tell ian about that
2: okay
0: it was an animal story wasn't it or something yeah what was it
1: oh it was the the rabbit ears
0: oh god yeah so um so the place um that we're moving to there's a crazy golf course uh that's just opened and when we went through a few weeks back we, we went to check out what the new crazy golf course was like so obviously it will be getting frequented um and it's really it's like really well done and everything and blah blah, blah. and mark was like uh i said oh look, look there's like animal statues and stuff around like big animal statues in there yep and i was like oh that, that the rabbit looks really good and it was like which one i was like there's only one He's like, no, there in. There's two. Look, there's one there and there's one there. I was like, that's a fucking squirrel mark. And he was, <laughs> he said, no, it's not, it's a rabbit. It's a lady rabbit, because they don't have as long ears as, <laughs> as man rabbit. Great. Man Great. lived his whole life thinking that lady rabbits have got these little stumpy ears. I'm just waiting to share that with you.
1: The problem no, why I enjoyed that is as I was saying it. <laughs> I started to go, oh, wait a minute. No. <laughs> no. They do have really long ears, don't they?
0: You're a beautiful idiot, aren't you? Well
1: Honestly, the animal world fucking confuses really me. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's all right, that You met a giraffe once.
1: I didn't meet a giraffe once. did meet a
4: giraffe once. I did
0: meet a giraffe once. That was it. That was the whole story. I just, I just felt you didn't. I like
4: that. Thank you for sharing.
0: You are welcome. <laughs> 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 Don't swear at me.
1: Uh, right, well, we're going to talk about a film that you didn't watch now.
0: I want to go see why my cat's being so antisocial because it's freaking me out.
1: He's been very antisocial yeah. actually, <laughs> um, So, The Many Saints of Newark. Ian, just, just very quickly before we, we do this, have you watched any of, of, of The Sopranos? I think you've watched a couple of episodes, haven't you? It's random episodes. So
4: basically, right, um, in my year out, Every, I want to say Tuesday, I would go um, play basketball with some friends of mine. And then we'd go back to one of their house and just smoke weed. And the Sopranos was like on at like half 10, 11 o'clock. And we watched it for like maybe a month, six weeks. Like every every Tuesday, we watched the Sopranos, even though... We came into it at some random point, and then we just stopped watching it. That is my experience of The Sopranos. I couldn't tell you fucking anything that I know.
1: I played basketball
4: beforehand, and I smoked weed during.
1: Because <laughs> I've watched one episode, the first episode. Um, by the way, this isn't anything to do with the fact I don't think The Sopranos would be good. <laughs> it, 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 I will accept the fact that everyone that tells me is that it, it apparently is incredible but i didn't watch it when it was on and it, it, it's just not something that's I, I, I don't know why i don't know why it's tv and i have a thing about tv there's there's uh, too much of it and i will watch it when i've retired yeah i think there's that i will watch it at some point but i don't have like seven seasons worth of brain for it now um mm. So, directed by Alan Taylor, who I'm told uh, I've read, directed a lot of um, the uh, episodes of Sopranos, and uh, many of, apparently, David Chase, creator of Sopranos, and writer of uh, Many Saints of Newark. Um, Directed a lot of his favourite episodes of The Sopranos. Um, So, stars are... Alessandro uh, Nivola, um, Michael Gandolfini playing young uh, Tony Soprano, um, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Ray Leota, Vera Farminger, Billy Magnuson, who I was baffled when his name came up in the credits at the end and went, What? <laughs> That's right, he is in it, yeah. Yep, uh, Corey Stahl uh, and um, John Bernital. Uh Well, what is it the story of? Well, the IMDb um, synopsis and the trailers, I think, um, will tell you that it's a look at the formative years of New Jersey gangster, Tony Soprano. Uh, we are all spoilers all the time here, aren't we, guys? Um, so, Ian, first of all, it's not, is it? That's not what it is the story of, is it? No. I
4: mean, maybe in like the last 10 minutes.
1: Yeah kind of it's it's, no it's the story of dicky uh montesanti yeah
4: yeah i mean this and right so this is the thing first off i just want to i want to say i'm going to send something in the chat now so david chase um has directed one film uh it was a film from uh 2011 called not fade away which I think has not had a release in the UK. Have you ever seen Not Fade Away, Mark? I have seen Not Fade Away, yes. Okay, yeah. So I just put a a, a picture of the poster in the Film Bastards chat. And the minute I look at that poster, it's like, I want to watch that film again. Like, I want that mood. Like, snowy America, two young people kissing, let's fucking go. So I was disappointed that um, David Chase didn't direct this. Um, But anyway, to your question. No, it's not really about Tony Soprano. And it feels like the aspects that are about Tony Soprano are like, well, it's a Soprano story. There has to be some Tony Soprano in it. Um, If it was going to be about Tony Soprano it needed to weave those threads in through the course of the film instead of in like the third quarter, he starts becoming kind of more involved in his his, um, uncle's life. And in the fourth quarter, it then being, well, shit, Tony Soprano is shaped by this schism in his relationship with his uncle, blah, 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 blah. The rest of the film, is this really fucking interesting look at this guy who cannot help himself even though he really fucking tries to be good and you know like it it, it, ha- it suffers catholic guilt and yet the sins of being a man Almost like just make it inevitable that he's gonna do the things that he does in this film um and i i like I thought as a character piece it was really really fucking engaging there is and it's interesting i was uh the Empire podcast reviewed this and uh wh- wh- one of the critics on there basically it called the film pointless. Because, it, it, you know, uh, fans of The Sopranos, it doesn't really add anything. But but coming at it from someone who has very little knowledge of The Sopranos, I thought it was a really fucking interesting look at Catholic guilt. There was a bunch of shit that I knew was flying over my head. I I knew it was. And that was fine because I knew what the film was going in. Um, But I had a really... Fucking good time with it. It's not perfect, but I was way more engaged throughout the entire thing than I necessarily expected I was
1: going to. How did you take to it, man? Once I realized, I was like, the thing is, when it started and it started at the setting it was starting in, I started to think, all right, are we going to get like a full blown um like from youth to um you know to teenage years backstory of Tony Soprano sure and then after about sort of half an hour I was like hang on a minute we're not are we because we're already like a quarter of the way through the movie and um Michael Gandalf is not not here yet. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get halfway through the movie, and you're like, Michael Gandolfini still isn't here yet. This isn't a fucking Tony Soprano. What is it? This is this is the story of of Dickie. And I think that it's there's a missive there within like the the, the trailers or anything like that because you think that it's going to be about the, the the you know the younger life of of, of of Tony. Yeah. And I have a theory about what what's going to happen going forward with this. Mhm. But, but Alessandro um, Nivola is it, it, really fucking good as that it's character. Fucking great. You know, it's it's a fantastic performance. And yeah, the um, and yeah, I all all the time the, the like you said, the fact that he he's not a hothead but he has these bouts where he can't control himself. Yeah. And I thought that's really interesting he's not he's not renowned you know nobody ever nobody ever utters what it would have been tempting to have done and it's it, it's it's clever writing this uh more else is have somebody at some point saying, "Oh you know he's a good guy that Dickie yeah but he's got a temper hasn't he but that isn't there. he just has these really snapshot moments. And it, again the direction of him is quite- quite well done because you know the one with with his dad there as the viewer you're watch it going wait a minute he's that's gonna that's killed him that's going to kill him, but he mm. he doesn't realize that it it that it is, and then there's no big oh my god there's no like fucking crying in the what is it what have I done and you know holding over and going you know, popper, bobber, or anything like that. It's just a shit at moment, which is, it's it, 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 it's a bit of, it would have been so easy to have overplayed that, but he doesn't. And then a the bit later on um, with, uh, um, what's the name? Oh, I
3: can't remember her name. His oh, mistress, essentially. Fucking, I want to say Apollonia,
4: but that's the girl from The Godfather. What the fuck's her name? Um, ah, oh, it's
1: got to fucking bug me.
4: Yeah, no, I've got the IMDb up now. Bear with. Um, uh,
1: but yet when you know when you you have the moment where, you know, you're almost watching it. Um, Giuseppina, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where you know, they're finally happy, you know, she's finally happy and settled and, 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 and you know, doesn't just feel like the other woman uh, there. And then she's about to tell him this thing, and, you, and as, as an audience member, you're going, you don't have to. Just don't. Just maybe don't. Maybe just keep this one to yourself. And then she tells him, and he has the reaction that you kind of know he's going to have. But again, it's just it's just done and fucking thrown away and that gets the the message across that their entire lives are just disposable that everything is just something that will just can be he moves a lot there's no big dramaticness to it it's just he cracks on with with life but he outwardly he doesn't feel it but Going to his essentially his uncle to see his uncle in prison who's removed from his life. It can almost kind of be the more this shit is getting to me um, of it all, and that's why he cuts off Tony. It kind of it it makes thematic sense within that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's a study of Catholic guilt and the fact that that you're then gonna get um. Because do you get a feel that this is this is set up for another one?
4: Yeah, so apparently the idea is it would be Tony Soprano in his 20s.
3: Yeah.
4: And uh, Chase would do it if Terrence Winter, like one of the key writers on The Sopranos, was involved. And Winter's apparently said he would do it. So yeah, it's going to depend on, on how this does. Um, I'd watch
1: it. I would um, I I think it will I think it will end up getting another movie. I think it'll happen. But it might be one that just goes straight HBO max. Yeah, straight to HBO. Yeah, that, that makes I think but if, in, in saying that, uh, the screen I went to at ten twenty past two this afternoon was was had a fair amount of people in it. Um mm. uh, mm. You know, so maybe it might end up what is it, but I do think it will be one that'll be a HBO Max one, but a very prestige HBO Max one. Because this movie is very good, it's very well shot, if that, but it, 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 I, I did at some points feel like I was watching a really polished pilot.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there is that. I mean, it, it looks good, but it doesn't look amazing. There is
1: barely any score. No. Um, it, it, but but did I did I feel when I when it finished in the cinema, did I feel in any way cheated out of? Well, that's not a film. In fact, God no. I, no. I really enjoyed watching this at the cinema, and I think a lot of it is to do with the acting. I am still mildly unsure about Michael Gandolfini. Um, but then, in, in, again, in saying that, uh, we watched something with Michael Gandolfini in it, didn't we? Uh, the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's not a film or anything like that. It, it was a cooking show. Yeah. Um, And that isn't just him. What is it? He is...
0: Binging with Babish guys on YouTube, if uh, if, if you want to.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it, It's... They make the Ziti from... Um, what is it? mm and Michael talking about the process and bits like that, within that. And, and he's very different to that.
2: Mm.
1: But Michael Gandolfini very much seems to have a face that he's never had to fight. Oh,
2: <laughs> he's never had a fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, and that's not a criticism, it's not a negative for it. But I'm guessing the idea is that Tony Soprano might have had to have a fight. But I do get the feeling that the next one is going to be michael gandolfini uh as younger tony soprano goes after leslie Odom jr
3: <laughs> yeah which would be
1: something bad, and that because I, that. That, I thought leslie Odom jr was very good in this as well
4: yeah and it was interesting so I, like, I thought i thought he was good as well but like a couple of the narrative steps that were made like when uh giuseppina ch- shags um harold yeah I was a little bit like, why, how, what, when, how did this? Because beforehand, I swear, in the film, they only see each other where she's in the car.
1: Uh, no, there's the other bit. Uh, in the club. Oh, when in the, the club. club. Yeah. When
4: she's oh, and he's like, you shouldn't stare at them. Mm. Like, you shouldn't stare at them. They don't like that, right? Yeah. She, she, okay. she, she okay. that
1: bit gives him the
4: I wanna fuck you eyes yeah 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 yeah. okay no good thank you because like in the moment i was a bit like what the fuck's going on here but no that actually makes sense now okay um, and uh, just one other thing as well the guy who plays silvio i don't remember silvio in the sopranos but that felt just in that like someone
3: doing an impression of someone they watched on tv it's steve van zandt The, the like the, the the one in the
1: Sopranos is Steve Van Zandt. Or... Is Steve Van Zandt? Yeah. So yeah, it, that that very much did feel quite cartoonish. I was having not. I I, mean, I purposely, if I went into this, didn't check to see who was playing which characters. Yeah. But straight away, I was like, "Oh, you're Steve Van Zandt." <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, like just the way that he's
4: constantly holding his hands down and kind of doing the like palms up kind of like shaking him like what are you gonna do you know like
1: that, that's there's in this movie there's a lot of oh yeah
4: yeah yeah but it's like 95% of it is coming from him yeah um <laughs> gets a great o <laughs> actually but Ber- does get a great o yeah no you're right um yeah i i i don't know that that was interesting i will say as well i'm assuming there's a reason why Corey Stoll's character is like he made me slip up. Fuck, even though he didn't. Fuck him. I'm gonna murder him. Yeah, and that's like, the that, thing. That felt like maybe that, like that hair trigger aspect of the character is in the Sopranos or something. Because that felt a bit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you, you,
1: you're like you're like because because you're gonna. I, I would assume that the next movie, if it happens slash when it happens will be um, Tony going after Harold um, and um, you know because because he thinks that he's had uh, Dickie killed when yeah. he didn't um, but yeah knowing nothing about The Sopranos it, I, I, the mighty people who have watched The Sopranos and there will be people who watch Sopranos the listening out who are going no dickhead <laughs> Which, yeah, no, I, it's perfectly fine, but the movie gives off that fucking vibe. There is one yeah. performance in it, though, that I think was a little bit like, I'm not sure on this. Is this. This must be because of a character in the TV series, because Vera Farminger is not very good in this. Yeah, that's fair. It's too much. Yeah. It's way too much. Yeah. Yeah, like she's
4: not in it that much, but when she is in it, it that scene with her and the guidance counselor. Yeah. It you know it it yeah it, come on and it, like when um when it's like Joan, John Park John Welcome Home and she just flies off the handle. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. She's not great in this. No, it's a bit of a shame. She's 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 all prosthetics up. Yeah, Mm.
0: yeah.
1: And um, yeah, every scene she has seems like she has a mental breakdown in the scene.
2: Oh.
1: Every single one. Yeah. What I will say is that that burger she makes for 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 young Tony. I look good, burger. Did look good, didn't it? Did look like a good burger that. Yeah, and how excited he seems to be about it being a burger. Like, oh, wow, being a burger.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. I, I'd be
1: excited if I had that. I would be excited if I had that burger. Look looked like a good fucking burger. Um, it did. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, when I watched the other one, absolutely.
2: <laughs>
1: if you'd have said to me um, a, a, about 10, 15 minutes away from the end, if you'd have stopped it and then turned around at me and gone, right, do you now want to watch The Sopranos? I'd still have gone like that, but then when it hit the end, I was like,
4: "You would have made the you would have made a noise like a door was creaking
1: open." Yeah, I'd have made the door creaking noise. Right. Okay. But at the end of it, I was going, "Yeah, all right, that you know the 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 end shot, and when the Sopranos music kicks in." I'm, I'm not even a Sopranos fan because I haven't watched it or anything like that. But even <laughs> I went, all right, all right, and then the, the the sequel setting up was quite cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't even watch the Sopranos? Yeah, it's I, I I I I really quite liked it. It does feel like a TV pilot though. Does it? Yeah. Fair. But but a TV pilot. I had a great time watching it at the, at the cinema. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I mean that 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 that's it. It it's a good time. It's a good time. This is two non-Sopranos watches saying it's a good time. Yeah. Um,
1: So I I, I genuinely hope that that, that Sopranos fans aren't disappointed by it. Yeah, straight up. Uh, But yeah, yeah. and as well I think had this been not a Sopranos movie and just a a David Chase writes a small town gangster uh, mafia film I think Alessandra and Nivola would be getting a little bit of chatter because he's fucking brilliant in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I, think I give it a three and a half on Letterboxd, and I think I was a little bit harsh there. I think it's a okay. Um.
0: It's as good as Green Knight.
1: In its way, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yes. I think it is. Um... Yes. And again, the acting with the exception of Vera farming, is all brilliant. And how is she
2: really, really bad.
1: She's really bad, yeah. Wow. Um yeah, I mean she's not great. Yeah. How angry um Billy Magnuson gets because his new jacket's been <laughs> ruined. Oh brilliant. yeah, that was pretty good. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's great. The fact that he do, he moves from somewhere, he's like, oh, no, no, come on, Dickie, I just bought his jacket like yesterday. So he moves to a different place to to do a, the other bit of it, so he doesn't get blood on him, and then gets blood all over. He's like, ah oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's really quite good. Um uh, our audience poll definitely not shit. Sixty percent uh, touching cloth, twenty percent, uh and shit, twenty percent.
2: Okay,
1: all right. Questions, we have one this week um, from uh, Rick Dickard. Um Watched I.C.U. last night. It's one of Margot Robbie's first films, and it's truly appalling. So what are the worst films you've seen from the early careers of now well-regarded stars?
0: Twilight like Saga.
1: <laughs> that feels a little bit easy, that one, Becky. I
0: know.
1: You went for some low hanging fruit there. It
0: was low hanging fruit,
1: but it's the obvious one. Which is why I'm going to say that you can't have it. So,
4: is this the first film of their career or the first film you saw them in?
1: I think it can be. I think it can just be an early film. I'm reading it as an early film from a
4: um, an actor, because I mean, like Jennifer Lawrence in The House at the End of the Street. Like the fact, because it. I don't think it was her first film, but the fact that basically I'm pretty sure her first films were God, she was in the. No, actually, I think her first film was The Beaver. I think that's the fucking answer. I need to look this up now. Was it fucking hell?
1: I don't think Winter's Bone was her first film. That's the thing. I don't think it was, was it? I think I think she'd done a couple. Of, I think she'd done a couple before that.
3: By the way, I am looking forward to the return of Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Like she's had a couple years off. I Winter's Bone was before um, the Beaver. Oh, Winter's Bone was before the
3: Beaver. All right, she. Okay, she got lucky there then. Um. God, Jennifer Lawrence is like thirty. God, I feel old. I mean, she's been around forever, but still. Um, her first film was Garden Party. Yeah. God, yeah, she was
4: in a lot in the. Uh, God, she was in a lot of fucking films in the early like teens.
1: Yeah, she did a lot, didn't she?
4: No, no, I mean, like, no wonder it was like, oh, people are sick of fucking seeing her and
1: blah, blah, blah. Well, you look at it, um, 2011, three movies. 2012, three movies. 2013, three movies. And by the way, the yeah, 2012, three movies. 2013, three movies. 2014, three movies. 2015 two movies 2016 three movies right so just in that four year period she racked out like at least three movies a year Mm -hmm. and they weren't like they were all like big releases with the exception of maybe the house at the end of the street and Serena the rest of them were all big movies
0: People need to fucking learn stuff. People like The Rock and people like that need to look at that and go, do I want to have to take a few a few years off because everyone's fucking sick of my face?
1: Well, that, Ryan Reynolds needs to be the same. It's the Ryan Gosling thing. Of the, Ryan Gosling literally decided he was going to take a bit of a sabbatical because the same uh, Billboard poster for like um, a year and a half had, had his films on it every day driving to work i don't know if it was mum driving to work and she she mentioned it and he was like right, right this is too much <laughs>
2: Hi.
1: Um,
4: i just have to say as well it's not an answer but oscar isaac's name in the born legacy yeah
1: outcome number three <laughs> i don't even yeah i mean he must have been like just in the background in one of those He's
4: like some like either like a contact or something that like Jeremy Renner ends up killing. But like he had like a scene, I remember, I've only seen that film once and it's in the cinema. He has a scene where he is in kind of like an icy log cabin. I'm going to watch the Bourne, I'm not going to watch all the Bourne films again but I might watch the Bourne
3: Legacy again. Just to see.
0: Wow. Do you know what? Ryan Gosling has never been in a bad movie. Uh, yes, he has. The closest is Gangster Squad.
1: No, what? he has been in a bad movie.
2: What?
1: He has. All Good Things. Yeah, bad? All Good Things wasn't great. Yeah, it's not very good. All Good Things. But yeah, you're, you're right, you know. it. Yeah. I would say one that an outlier from his early years uh, would maybe be Stay. We quite
2: like Stay, don't we?
1: I can't remember, which means I'm probably going to re-watch it. But is, is it that Ryan Gosling's good in that, but Ewan McGregor is bad in it and his trousers are distracting?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Right I, right. I feel like we like we will We will watch Stare okay. this week, but I guarantee you there is a thing about Ewan McGregor's trousers being distracting in it. If it's on anything.
0: Um, yeah, it's not.
1: Can I have one? And I'm going to mildly cheat, but not cheat in the way Becky cheats. Um, Hi, I'm cheating. But yeah, I'm going to go random, just bad. Like, but younger before they became like a big star. Mm. And I'm going to go for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who, of course, had been in TV and had been in movies when he was a young child actor, and then had Brick and bits like that. But the movie Kill Shot that happens. Just before five hundred days of summer came out uh but after things like we' become a bit of a an indie darling with mysterious skin brick um and the lookout, which are all great movies,
2: mm.
1: but before five hundred days of summer and um inception and bits like that, yet yeah, kill shot it's a John Madden movie for a start off. um and it has down lane um. Thomas Jane and Mickey Rourke and Rosario Dawson in it. But it it has um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing like a hothead and he's terrible in it. Right. Which is weird because he's a really good actor. Mm. But he's awful in this. But then again, when Mickey Rourke is the selling point of your movie you, at this point in time, you know that it's not going to be that great. It's a fair yeah. Point. It's It's an oddly bad movie for the talent that it has in it. (laughs) Like, an oddly bad movie.
4: uh, I'm going to need to go in a minute because I think I've got to do Lossie's Bedtime Story. So
1: um, That's not I think we're about rounding up now anyway. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm going for. Kill Shot. Weirdly bad movie. Um, There. Uh, Yeah, so that was episode 416. What are we covering next week? (laughs) <laughs> we don't need to say that do we this week hell bond. yeah it's bomb bond. so
4: no time to die. there is something hitting streaming as well
1: there is something hitting streaming the guilty that was it yeah i'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that
2: mm. yeah
1: I'm... yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that as well so we've got red shoes the guilty and bond <laughs> so no time to die the guilty
4: bond hellraiser three and hellraiser four and we're recording monday Yes.
0: Hang on. No Time to Die. Guilty. Yeah. Go, go go again.
1: Red shoes. Rich shoes. And the two Hellworths movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not going
4: to be any fucking. There's not going to be any what we watched from me next week. Then we
1: might get this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, packing boxes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And uh. We might hopefully have uh. John McGrath uh, On as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for this. So that that day's always an absolute fucking pleasure. Thanks for listening, guys. Ian, you go and read your daughter bedtime story. Where Shall you do. go buy pizza. Buy pizza. Uh yeah. Good nice
4: one Thanks, guys. Good night.
1: Cheers. Right, you get off bud. Right, cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: This podcast is part of the Path Syndicate Valley. For more criminally
1: compelling shows, articles and conversations, head to wearepodsendica.com.